Welcome on into the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today's episode, we will be continuing our series on the offseason previews for all 30 teams. Today's team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, before we get on into that, just a little bit of NBA news. Um, I brought up in the last podcast uh, the fact that the NBA was considering uh, moving to uh, <clears throat> moving the, the start date to Christmas, around Christmas. Um, it looks like it's, I don't know if it's exactly official yet, um, or if it's just the perceived plan for right now, um, but it looks like December 22nd is the start date, uh, with 72 game season. Um, I don't know how they break down the 72 games, if it's going to be a lot different from, um, you know, the normal schedule. If you'll play your conference even more to limit travel, any of that, I haven't heard anything on that. Um, but that is the plan right now. Um, it looks like uh, <clears throat> by Christmas we'll be having the NBA starting, um, which is going to make it really interesting to see how they structure free agency and training camps and all this because the draft is the 18th. Now, they actually could start tra- uh, free agency before the draft if they wanted to. I mean, that's what the NFL does. That's what a lot of people have been wanting in the NBA. Um, I really don't think that's going to happen, at least not now. <clears throat> so when does free agency start? Because the, the draft is the 18th. Um, if you start it the next Monday, which would be the 21st or 22nd, something like that, um, you're getting through two weeks of free agency, which is when most people get signed, um, like the first week of December. And then you have, so let's say the two weeks ends on the 3rd of December. Games start on the 22nd, that's 19 days. That means you basically have to immediately go into a training camp. Uh, your new guys don't get any opportunity to really move to their new city and figure out what they're doing there. Um, it's just get there as quick as possible and start playing, um, which may actually limit the amount of movement. Um, I think guys may be uh, more likely now to just sign like a one-year deal to come back to their old team and then hit free agency again in 2021 when things are back more to normal. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the things that's also that I've heard is the NBA is planning on having people in the stands, um, but it'll be kind of like the NFL is doing right now where it's very limited amount of people in the stands. Um, so maybe a quarter of the stadium is full, maybe half. Um, but <clears throat> that's what it's looking like for now, at least. Um, again, hopefully all this COVID stuff can get figured out can get a vaccine, all that, all that good stuff and, uh, start uh, fully packing in these stands for all the different games. Um, with and every sport, get concerts back, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So we'll go ahead and get on into the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Cavaliers are $5 million under the cap. Um, and that is with Andre Drummond picking up the player option that he has for 28 and a half million. If he doesn't pick that up, then all of a sudden the Cavaliers are a cap space team again. And uh, 
really could uh, do some interesting stuff. It'd make it easier to move a guy like Kevin Love. Um, also, also, with moving Kevin Love, because they have that $5 million in a room, I think it's going to make it a little bit easier. I think they have bigger options now because they have a little bit of room to work with. Um, so the key players on this team, you have Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love is a power forward, great three-point shooter, amazing rebounder, not a great defender, um, okay passer, um, but he's on a big contract. Um, three years, $90 million left, and he's getting older. He's had trouble troubles with injuries, um, but I know the, the Cavaliers would like to try and get some value out of him, not just send him away for some expiring contracts. Um, next, you have Andre Drummond, who, like I said, has a player option for this year. I expect him to pick that up. The Cavaliers have been working with him on trying to get a extension done. Um, but uh, Andre Drummond sees his value as much higher than the rest of the NBA does. I bet you the the uh, Cavaliers are offering him somewhere in like the 16 to 18 million dollar range. Meanwhile, he thinks that he should get another contract paying around 30 million a year. And you know, teams just don't value the center like that anymore. And he's losing athleticism. He's only getting older. He's a big body, so you worry about injuries with him. You know, cuz he's like 6'10" 290 probably, maybe close to 300 pounds. He's a big guy. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if he does re-up with the, the Cavaliers, if he picks up his player option. I mean, because he could just turn it down and go find a team like Charlotte or uh, the Hawks or somebody like that that maybe would give him a little bit bigger payday, but still I don't think anybody in the league would give him $30 million a year right now. Um, next you have Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton will be going into the third year of his career. Um, great scoring guard. The guy knows how to put the ball in the bucket. That's about it. Um, played the shooting guard this year because he can't run the offense. He doesn't pass. He doesn't find open teammates at all. He doesn't have that great of instincts, but he can put the ball in the basket. Um, I think his best role is probably kind of like Lou Williams, where he's just this insane six man off the bench. Um, but right now the Cavaliers just do not have much talent on their team to where he can do that. I mean, he has to start right now. Um, next is Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. is also a power forward like Kevin Love. He's on a three-year, $30 million deal. Uh, at least that's how what he has remaining. Um, I would really like to see... Kevin Love get moved to where Kevin Love can go to a team that actually has a chance of competing and Larry Nance can get his opportunity to be a starter because I think I don't think Larry Nance will ever be like a top 10 power forward in the league but I think he could be a solid power forward uh, for the Cavaliers for quite a few years to come um, next is Darius Garland Darius Garland will be entering his second year this year, this next season um really had a disappointing uh, first year in the league. You know, when he was in college, he only played a few games, got injured, was out for most of that season. The Cavaliers took a chance on him. 
drafting him really early. I think they drafted him sixth or seventh or fifth, somewhere in that range, five, five through seven. Um, and he's he's a small guard, like Colin Sexton. He's only about six one, maybe only six foot, and he's like 165, 170 pounds. He's not a big guy. He can score, but he really struggled with his efficiency this season. Um, I, I expect because he's had time in the league, he's had this long of a layoff because, you know, all the teams that went to the bubble, there's 22, there's eight teams that uh, were home that entire time, so they haven't played a game. By the time we get to December, they won't have played a game since, like, mid-March. And so I expect a lot of these teams to have a lot of internal improvement because that's that's a lot of time to really just work on your game. So hopefully Darius Garland's been doing that during this time, working on his game, uh, becoming more skilled, becoming more consistent. Um, but I think the Cavaliers really have to answer this season whether the two small guards playing together can actually work. Um, and I really wouldn't be shocked if they drafted another guard this year. Um, because they're in a position where you just got to draft best player available. Um, you can't really worry about what you've already got on the roster. You know, you're at five, say, say you're in love with James Wiseman, but you already have Andre Drummond, you already have Kevin Love and Larry Nance. If James Wiseman falls to you at five, you got to take him. It doesn't really matter what, uh, what else you got on the roster at this point, um, because they, they really should be in talent acquisition mode right now, um, which if you follow the NBA much, you listen to guys like Sam Hinkie and, and uh, Dennis Lindsay, they'll talk about the steps you take um, for a rebuild versus getting off a big contract, giving yourself some cap flexibility. And then you got to go out and get and pick up uh, talent acquisition, uh, pick up resources, picks, all that kind of stuff that later on they either become part of your team or you can move them for bigger pieces later on. Um, so that's what they got to be doing. They just got to take whoever's the best player available. Um, and then uh, finally, the uh, one of the more key players on this team is Chetty Osman. Uh, Chetty is six foot seven, small forward. Um, they signed him to a eight-year, about $31 million contract going forward. Um, I mean, he's a solid wing, and that's not horrible money to be playing, paying somebody that would, with a good amount of talent on the team, would be coming off the bench. He's still pretty young. I think he's like 24, 25, somewhere around there. Um, but definitely never ever going to be a star. Um, really shouldn't be a starter on a team. Uh, but again, they're in a rebuild right now, so they just got to play whoever they've got. Um... The strengths of this team, they have some good youth. Uh, I think both Garland and Sexton could become contributors. I don't think they could ever become stars. Colin Sexton, I think, could be six man of the year a bunch. Um, Darius Garland also, I think he'd probably be a good off-the-bench option as well. Um, Chetty Osman and uh, Larry Nance are still relatively young. Um you know, they have Dante Axum, who I don't really see as a part of their future, but again, another young asset with a movable contract. I mean, 
when you're looking to make trades, you got to match up salaries. And having another guy around that makes $10 million a year makes it easier to match up salaries with the other team. Um, but they, they need to continue to keep adding young guys. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. and Dylan Wendler, they added last year. I think both could be contributors, especially Kevin Porter Jr. He They drafted him 30th, and he's already looking like he's worth a lot more than where he was drafted. Um, but yeah. Uh, next is that the fact that they have trade assets. Like I said, Dante Exum's salary is easy to move. Um, you have picks. I think when we get closer to the trade deadline, um, somebody would be willing to take on Andre Drummond for the rest of the season um, if they're really looking for a dominant center. Uh, I think both Sexton and Garland and Osman all have value around the league, and I think teams would be willing to take them on. Um, next is the fact that they have the number five pick in this year's draft. Now, this year's draft isn't star-loaded lo- with stars, but I've said this before, and I've and other people are starting to pick up on this. I heard uh, David Locke talking about this last week, and I've been talking about this for months, is the fact that this draft doesn't really have stars in it, but it is deep. Um, I think you can find a contributor all the way into the 40s in this draft. Um, I've said before with this draft, if you took this entire lineup of, of players that's in it, and you put six stars in front of it, and the rest of and who's in this draft started at number seven. It'd be an amazing draft. Um, it's just the the top six, seven picks. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of trading down, just because there's not that star level player that you're wanting to pay the higher money to um, that comes with being that high of a level pick. Um, and they're probably the biggest strength that the Cavaliers have is that they have upcoming uh, cap flexibility. Uh, Drummond's going to be off uh, next year. Now, now, of course, they could sign him to an extension, and uh, you know that would eat, eat a bit into their cap flexibility going forward. But other than like Kevin Love, nobody is signed for long term and for ridiculous money. Um, so then, what are the big weaknesses on the team? This team, I think we've covered a little bit of it, but the fact that they just don't have much talent right now. Um, <clears throat> any of their young players could be good pieces on a winning team, but they're not star pieces, and that's what they're kind of being asked to be at this point right now, just because they don't have much on that Cleveland team. Um, I would say fit is also an issue for them. Um, the fact that they play Darius Garland and Colin Sexton together, both six foot, maybe six one guards that are speedy, that can put the ball in the basket, but aren't willing to pass the ball. Uh, <clears throat> a true point guard. Um, like I said, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton both could be great off the bench options, or if you put them next to a bigger guard, um, <clears throat> they could be very effective. But putting the two of them together, just it really just does not make any sense. And then uh, <clears throat> instability within the organization. Uh, I would not be surprised if their GM, Kobe Altman, is on his way out soon. I don't think he's done a very good job. <clears throat> I think uh, 
the Jazz keeps the Jazz keep making trades with them because <clears throat> the Jazz come out way on top on all these trades. Um, <clears throat> you know they. Sorry, sorry about that. My throat kept getting caught up. Um, but uh, like I was saying, the Jazz keep winning all these trades. A few years ago, they sent sent away Joe Johnson and Alec Burks, and in return got a. Oh, who did they get in that trade? Got a Kyle Korver out of that deal. Um, this last year, they traded away Dante Exum in a couple seconds. They got Jordan Clarkson out of that deal. Um, there was one more that they did. They sent uh, Rodney Hood. I can't remember who they got back in that trade. But anyway, um, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if at this trade deadline, Dennis Lindsay's calling up Kobe Altman again to take advantage of him again. Um, and then uh, last year they signed uh, John Beeline to be their head coach. Signed him for like a five-year contract. And uh, the guy was already very old. I think he was like 68 last, se- last year. Fired him not even halfway through the season. Um, thankfully for them, though, John Beeline decided to just step away and not demand that he get paid the rest of the four and a half years he was owed. Um, so now J.B. Bickerstaff is their head coach, which J.B. has been a good coach throughout his his career as an assistant. I just don't know how great he'll be as the head guy. Um, he really hasn't been that amazing in his like when, in his time with like the uh, Grizzlies. So again, that'll be a situation for them to figure out. Um, you don't know if Kevin Love's going to be back next year or not. Um, it looks like he really does not want to be there anymore and would love to get out of there. Um, I don't think Andre Drummond is too happy to be there. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of instability within this group. Um, so, finally, the free free agents for this group. Uh, you have Matthew Delvadova. Um, I think if they brought him back, you could get him back for the minimum. He never lived up to the massive contract he signed a few years ago. Uh, Ante Zizic is a free agent, but it looks like he's going back to Europe to play. Tristan Thompson is a free agent. Um, I've heard the Cavaliers talk about using him in like a sign-in trade. Um, I don't know how how much other teams really want Tristan Thompson and how much they'd be willing to, to trade away to get him. Um, Jordan Bell is a free agent. They brought, they brought him on at like the very end of the season. Um, they could probably just bring him back on the minimum, just give giving another young guy an opportunity to see see what he can be. And then Andre Drummond, of course, has his player option. I expect him to pick that up and at least be in Cleveland for at least until the trade deadline this season. Um, which, if they traded him away at the trade deadline this year and got anything back for him, I think it'd be a win because they gave uh, Detroit two expiring contracts in John Henson and uh, Brandon Knight along with like a second round pick to get Andre Drummond so if they get anything out of him it'd be it'd be a win for them um, so finally the Cavaliers have the number five pick in this year's draft they don't have any other picks um, so what what should they take 
again, like I've said, they, they just need to pick up talent. Whoever is at the top of their board that's still available at number five, they just need to take. Um, if I was them, if, like, Lamella Ball falls, falls to, like, number five, I'd be calling up the Knicks, seeing if I could trade five for eight. And uh, one of their young players, maybe, like, Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, somebody like that, um, which I don't think Lamella Ball will fall to five, even though I think he, he should. He should probably fall, like, into the 20s. I'm not that high on the guy, even though everybody else seems to think he's, like, the best or the second-best prospect this entire draft. Um, but anyway, at five, if Denny Avdia comes to them, would be a great fit. But I think he'll get picked by either the Warriors or the uh, Bulls at four. Um, I would probably steer clear of Isaac Okoro. I'd want to add more shooting to this team. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton or Killian Hayes might be an option. Um, some bigger combo guard type guys. Um, to where then you could move either Darius Garland or Colin Sexton to the bench. Um, I think Onyeka Okongwu would be a good pick for them. A uh, big man out of USC that can play the center or I think he'll play the power forward as well. Um, reminds me a ton of Bam Adebayo. I don't think he'll ever be as good as Adebayo, but I think he could be a good center in the league. Um if I'm going to make a pick, like you, you're telling me I have to make a pick right now, I'm going to say Onyeka Okongwu. I'm going to take that center that's only 19, that has a lot of different skills, a lot of athleticism, unless James Wiseman's available, of course, still. I would rather have Wiseman over Okongwu, but if he's gone, we get Okongwu, and uh, we try to move Kevin Love, um, I would... I would try something like calling up the Hornets and seeing if they would do uh, Kevin Love for Nick Batum and like Malik Monk. Um, Batum's contract will end after this season, so you're you're matching salary with him, but then you're getting your cap flexibility back even sooner. Um, that's the type of deal I'd be looking to do there. Um, so yeah, so with that, that's going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, expect the next episode out pretty soon. Um, and uh, yeah, have a great day. Bye.